0: Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast, with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. When you exercise hypocrisy, you parade yourself as someone that you're not,
1: okay? And it depends, you're you're like a chameleon, it depends on what culture you're in you project. When you're with Christians, you're Christian. When you're back at work, or when you're with the guys. You're with the guys. you change changing masks. God
0: says you're a hypocrite. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs.
1: Universalism. See, what are you talking about? Yeah, this is unknown to God. This is... This is something that uh, God God would say to us if we were to say, everything is uniform, everything is universal. Um, As long as, listen, are you guys with me? As long as you're sincere about what you believe, it all works out good for you. As long as you're sincere. It doesn't matter what you believe, just be passionate about it. Universalism, all, listen, all roads lead to God, universalism says. Now, I have to tell you, the fine print is that is true. Hear me out. <laughs> all roads do lead to God because everyone has to stand before God in the end. But you need to read the fine print. You want to be on the road that leads to heaven. There's a big difference. Everybody will stand before God in the end, but you want to be on the road that goes to heaven. Okay. So yeah, all roads lead to God, but what road are you on after you get done meeting God? And Jesus said, I am the door, I am the way. And so listen to this, universalism, God counters that, he knows nothing about it, where man is... And this will upset people because this is the trend of our day. And it seems to cycle about every 40 years that man is, man is naturally good. Don't worry, we'll fix this. We're, we're, by nature, we're good. You know, I don't know if you know, that's new to you, but it, it's in history, it cycles about every 40 years. Well, that's a sense of universalism. And all are going to make it in the end. God says, no. The fact is, in verse 17, he's calling out a people to himself, isn't he? It says there in verse 17, indeed, you are called a Jew and rest on the law. The word Jew, Jew, Judah, uh, Jude, Jew, Judah, if your name's Judy, Judith, that's all Hebrew, you know? And it means one who praises God. Did you know that? If your name's Judy, your name means a praiser. You are a praiser. So I like to use this argument when I'm in Israel, by the way. People will say all over the place, Oh, I'm a Jew. Oh, you believe in God? Nope. So what do you mean no? And it's funny. Sad but funny. No, I'm a Jew, but I don't believe in him because where was he in World War II? If he was God, he would have shown up. I said, well, you... Listen. Listen. You should, have, you should read Deuteronomy 28. It would have told you where he was. God says, you follow me, I'll bless you. You reject me and I'll leave you alone. That's what he said. You say, I don't like that. Why? Accountability? <laughs> Reality? We want to do things and not be responsible for the outcome. That flies in the face of the universe. It doesn't work that way. But God knows nothing about universalism making it up your way. No, he's calling out a people. And he called the Jews to be his source, to preach the message of God's word to the ends of the earth. Isaiah 43 verse 10 says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe and understand that I am He. Before me there is no God formed, nor shall there be after me. Verse 11, I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. God said that through the prophet Isaiah to the Jewish nation. Are the Jews the chosen people? Yes, they're chosen. God called them to give the word to the ends of the earth and be his example. The Bible says that they rejected that. So God says, I tell you what, in the penalty box for you. He put them in the penalty box for 2,000 years, which is written in the Bible, by the way. He didn't destroy them. He's not going to break his promises he gave to them. He's going to fulfill every promise he made to the Jewish nation, to the believers, to the remnant. And by the way, you're sitting in history right now because right now, since 1948, there's a Jewish nation on earth a second time. But church family, just know this. God has called out a people. And right now, in this 21st century, you who call upon the name of the Lord, you also are a people called out. You're known as the church. And God has a mission for you as well. But in this verse, he's announcing, indeed, you call yourself a Jew. So what Paul is doing, he's laying down incredible sarcasm. So you call yourself a praiser of God, do you? Yep, I do. He's gonna gonna say, So do you praise God? They're gonna say, Yeah. And he's gonna ask them, How do you praise God? And they might say, I sing songs. And he's gonna say, That's not what God wants with praise. Well, I'm in the worship group. That's not what he wants. I go to church on Sunday. That's not what he's asking for. Is your life a moving, living, breathing act of praise? That's the believer. Unique, personal, not universal. Have you had a confrontation with God? That's the challenge. Have you met God? Are you interested in meeting God? Do you care about that? And then the next thing is this verse 17 down to 19 is he's calling us to our responsibility. It's not only that he's calling out of people once he does. We are responsible. He says, and you make your boast in God. I know God and know his will. Listen to this. And approve the things that are excellent. You're going down the list. Being instructed out of the law. Verse 19 says, and are confident. You've got all this stuff. Church, here's here's how it applies to us. I don't want to spend time with the little time I have with the historical part of it. I need to talk about what is present. It would mean this. If somebody were to come up to you, me, they just walk up to us and they, they're witnessing. Let's say, you know, you bump into somebody at the beach and they, they're, they, they're handing you the four uh, spiritual laws, the track. And you go, hey, I'm a Christian. It's okay. If the guy says, oh, oh you're a Christian? That's awesome. Um, if he starts to ask you about your Christian life and you say things like, I, I, I go to church. That's not the answer. This is exactly what the Jews were saying. Hey, Paul, back off. I'm a Jew. No, I'm serious. I'm in. He picked me. Remember the story, Exodus, the whole thing? Come on. When we say things like, I went forward at a crusade, back off. I got baptized, leave me alone. Or, listen, wherever you've come from, I was confirmed, I'm good. I've been approved by the council, I'm good. Those are the very things that the apostle is warning us about. Every single one of us should be, as it were, on our faces in attitude. God, you're amazing. Can't believe you saved me, but you did. I'm I'm eternally grateful. Whatever, by the way, you want to do with my life, God, is totally cool with me. And just keep me close. You're amazing. And I'm going to follow you. And you go. And you live. It's the difference between what is in stone, the law, and what is in blood. Big difference. In verses 19 to 20 regarding universalism, we see that he is calling out our claim. What are we saying? Today, are we saying that I trust in Jesus Christ alone? I see from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about him, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He says that you yourself are, number one, you say of yourself, you're a guide to the blind. Then Paul is saying, then why are you so blind? You say that you're a light to those who are in darkness. Why are you in the darkness? Verse twenty, an instructor of the foolish. Paul is saying to them, then why are you so foolish? And verses twenty-one to twenty-four, an unknown religion and uh, to God is one of hypocrisy. God doesn't know anything about this. He knows what we know, people. Listen, that's the foundation to hypocrisy is that God knows what we know. You, verse 21, therefore you who teach another, he's speaking to these leaders, you who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You ever heard somebody say, do as I say and not as I do? That is brazen hypocrisy. You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal Wow, I read background on this, and I'm sparing you guys a lot of grief. That statement, historically, the Jews in the first century Roman Empire often worked and lived in what we would call today the banking industry. And they were notorious in the first century for doctoring up books. And say, Jack, you shouldn't say that. I'm reading historical books on this issue. And the Romans warned, don't do business with a Jew. He has another set of books. And Paul nails them. Can you imagine? He was so politically incorrect. <laughs> so you preach that the losses don't steal, but you cook the books. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, I'm going to streamline this. Verses 11 to 13, Peter's hanging out with a bunch of Gentiles in Antioch. And he's eating with them and having a great time with them. But Paul shows up and he sees. Watch this. Peter's sitting at a park bench, you know, and he's sitting around and they're eating pork chops and stuff. And and Peter's liberated in Christ. He's hanging out with these Gentiles. And then there's a contingency of people, uh, Jews, that are. Born again Jews, they're coming from Jerusalem and Peter sees them come and Peter jumps up, wipes the barbecue sauce off his face and goes over and sits with the other guys so that he's not associated with those Gentile believers and Paul heard about it. In Galatians chapter two, verse 11 to 13, I wanna see Spielberg do this on the screen. Paul shows up, Paul shows up and says, hey, Peter, I am not even gonna ask you to step over here and talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it in front of everybody. (laughs) You played the hypocrite. And you not only caused these people to think that there's two groups of people that can be the church, you even wound up stumbling Barnabas, who's like the most loving sweetheart dude in the world. You even stumbled him, you even caused him to commit a sin by your hypocrisy, Peter. I mean, there's big Peter looking down at little Paul and Paul is just <laughs> pff, 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 duking it to him. And he and he announces, "Peter, you played the hypocrite." I want to show you some scenes, some uh, images here. I don't know if you know what a hypocrite is, but this is a hypocrite. Hypocrite. A false face. And modern day pictures today, things like this, right? you see, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so good. I understand that. See, the more closer it gets to home, the more we justify it. Oh, yeah, I got one of those. I got one of those. Okay. But it's, the mask is a masquerade. Masquerade means to parade yourself as someone else. Here's the scary part. Hypocrisy. When you exercise hypocrisy, you parade yourself as someone that you're not. Okay, and it depends, you're, you're like a chameleon. It depends on what culture you're in you project. When you're with Christians, you're Christian. When you're back at work, or when you're with the guys, you're with the guys. You change in mask. God says you're a hypocrite. Right, and the next picture. You know what's scary about this? Behind the mask The guy could be an accountant for Morgan Stanley. He could be a school teacher. He could be a contractor. We don't know. We not only see a guy with a mask on, we see two personalities, light and dark. There's people who go to Mardi Gras who do things that would never do things if their mask fell off. They go behind the mask because when they wear a certain mask, it allows them to really do what they want to do, but not to be identified. Why? Watch. Because when the mask comes off, are you listening? When the mask comes off, the real mask is really on. God sees the real mask. And the real mask is the false life you're living. And so this is critical. I end here. He knows what we know. He knows what we do. Verses 22 to 23. And in verse 24, he knows who we are. And I have to tell you, you guys, this is really tough stuff, and you can get any commentary and author that's written on this, and it's tough stuff. But I got to tell you, I've got the easiest job of them all because... I know a church this size, there's gonna be hypocrites and yeah, that's why I don't go to church and full of hypocrites. Yeah, listen, there's hypocrites all over the world and a hypocrite technically means to know what to do and you don't do it. But friends, listen, you guys come here because you're serious about the word of God and you can take a message like this. You know, I could never go visit another church anywhere in the world and give the message I just gave you know why? cuz we're family. I'm happily your pastor and you guys and and you guys hear this and you see. And I want to tell you in closing how the scripture here says for the for the name of God is blaspheming among, blasphemed among the non-believers because of you. I want to thank God that the name of God is honored by people. And that is a very, very precious thing to say because I get to say it.
0: This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Real life. Hey.